We're here on the, what is this, the 22nd of February of 2024 with the Rolling Toe Show, Mike and Kevin Beckett, uh, MD Alignment, also in this case, the Rolling Toe Show Personalities. Uh, let's see, that was an interesting show there talking about living longer. The only thing I can think of is that it's supposedly I'm supposed to eat more fish, but I just can't recommend keeping fish in your truck. <laughs> so well, you got a refrigerator. Well, yeah, yeah. Don't let that power go out ever. Well, you don't want that power to go out when you're refrigerating you fish anyway. anything else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, let's see. This is this is. I don't remember how many episodes we've done. I don't think I've ever done uh, since 2015 how many episodes we've actually done. So we're just going to keep on doing them. And uh, keep on taking calls and talking to people about what they're doing and how they're doing it and try to improve their tire management handling while they're doing it. And then bring up any other interesting subjects we think we would like to talk about. Right, like uh, how to stay in the studio instead of having to call from your bed for Don't three, four weeks. Don't break your leg. Don't break your legs. Avoid breaking your leg. It doesn't help. At and all, and the first with. suggestion I've got is don't get a dog. <laughs> Not even two years in, and it's already so regretted. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't very very many months in, and I was willing to leave the gate open, and Dottie wouldn't let me. <laughs> then she went and got a sign, and it goes on the outside of the gate where the path is that people walk by, and the sign says, "Don't open the gate, no matter what the beagle says." <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> I think that was a Christmas present. Could have been. I think so. Could have been. Um, we got one, too, but I, I don't know. He just digs under the fence. What's that? Yours just digs under the fence. Yeah, well, no, he doesn't dig under the fence at all. No, well, he tears apart the fence. He goes through the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frankie. Yeah. yeah, Frank and Russell, these new executives we got. It, it, it's, I don't know how long it takes to put them through training so that they'll be good executives for the uh, business, but they've got a little ways to go. Yeah, they're a little rough on the edges. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Now, this is a, uh, let's see, this is a call-in show, and as Kevin Rutherford said just a minute ago, the number is the same as before, 855-950-3835, or you push the button in your, on your, in app. your app yeah. to get to us. Okay, now i got a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh-oh. All right. We've got things to talk about before we get to the calls. Now, Kevin has been handing me trucking magazines while I'm sitting at home to look through to find interesting things to discuss. Right. And I found this particular thing in Transport Topics talking about average diesel prices nationwide and fleet average costs per mile for fuel. Cost per mile for fuel. For okay. fuel. Fleet average. Okay, and what it says is that the average fuel price was $4 a gallon. Okay. And the average cost per mile for the fleets was $0.62 cents a mile for fuel. Interesting. If you divide $0.62 cents a mile into $4, they're averaging about 6.5 miles per gallon. Yeah. Now, I'm hearing all kinds of people talking about 10 miles per gallon and this 11. and that and the other thing, but I assume this is overall fuel consumption, whether you're sitting and idling or oh, whether sure. you're driving yep. or what you're doing. And so you wind up with this 
average fuel cost per mile of 62 cents a mile for all the fleets. That's right. Is there a is there a subject of that, or is it just fleet uh, all fleets? It's just all all major fleets. All major fleets. Yeah. All right. They were just saying this is what they're getting, and so I I thought that was kind of interesting. And since I am not driving a truck, and we don't promise any fuel savings. No, we don't. I'm not talking about fuel savings as far as us producing it. I'm just curious how that 62 cents per mile cost that the fleets are getting compares to what any of our owner operators and small fleet operators who listen to us might be getting. Interesting question. Yeah. We've got a lot of calls on that. Yeah, because guys can sit here and calculate when I drove from here to here and I fueled up, I got 10 miles per gallon. But what was your overall cost, including idling time and stuff? So what is your cost per mile in fuel? Right. Okay. Now, we might not get as many calls as we'd expect. Because I I saw something I was I haven't actually opened up a news website or anything so I can't say for sure how accurate the information was but somebody said something about AT and T going down yeah the, there were some of the uh, cell phone systems that were having outages right so yeah. Uh, and yes Tom Johnson down there in Mississippi was was saying the same thing they're having all sorts of problems getting set up for this that's uh, their tough luck. Yeah, but but hopefully we'll 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 be fine at one o'clock. Yeah, yeah. But okay. however, so if we don't get as many calls as we might expect, we understand. We understand that. Okay, the second item I got. Mm-hmm. Two items. A customer of ours that has our alignment equipment and has a very successful operation going in his area called me with a technical question. I answered it, and he says, "By the way, he says there's a guy selling hunter alignment equipment around here." And they've got a new system out. And I found the ad for their new system. And what they've done is Hunter has had a camera image recognition system for cars for some time. Quite some time, yeah. It's called the Hawkeye. Now they've expanded it and made the Hawkeye XL, which will do trucks. Yep. Okay. And this means that you don't put a computerized delicate piece of instrument on the wheels that can fall off. You bolt on a, a target. Right. So you don't have to calibrate the target. You just no. put it on. As the vehicle rolls forward, the target changes image, and the camera magically figures out what your alignment is. Okay? Right. All right. So he said this guy has gone around his area, and he sold five or six of these systems now. They're pretty, probably pretty cheap by what you're $85, saying. $85,000. How much? $85,000. Well, that's crazy that the price has not gone down. No, everything goes up. As many components. Everything goes up. I don't care what you do. Hmm. Okay. Which is 10 times the price of one of our systems. Over. Yeah. Okay. But the interesting thing, he says, he is getting people coming to him Within a week of having it aligned at that other shop, because the truck drives like shit and the tires are wearing bad, and he gets to fix them. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so they have approved the system, increased the cost of the system, so that the tire people can sell more tires. All right. <laughs> All right. That's uh, it's it's pretty wild, but people are real excited about it. Oh yeah, it's fancy. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Uh, impressive. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's all I had. All right. Um, we have thoughts about how that system works, but we'll, uh, it's very, very difficult to explain. It's not a, it's not a joke that you can tell over the, you know, without well, the visuals. process is immaterial. It's the result that counts. The results really are the, yeah. the, 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 the end of the matter. Yeah. 
All right, we do have a few calls here. So we'll start with the first come, first serve method of picking them out. The first one will be the 415 area code, uh, probably Michael White. Let's see what Michael has to say. I hit the the button and it should pick it up soon. Uh, now that you said my last name, I really can't say what I really wanted to say. <laughs> we were lying about that name, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you got lucky. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, on the fuel thing, you talked about the companies that are average, comes down to skin in the game. Yeah. I'm an owner operator, one truck, one trailer. I've run flatbed out west and I get a lot better than that. I get almost eight without even trying. Mm -hmm. But you know, you drive slower, you don't idle, you don't gas it all the way to the floor off the line. Mm -hmm. Makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um it really does. On the note about West, um, all the mountains, you know, the, the road gets so grooved out from tire chains. Yep. I got a 2018 Volvo, you know, fixed everything in the front end. There were some bushings and tie rod end. I still get this thing pulls all over the place in those grooves. Is that just yes. the way it's going to be? Yeah, the, you're, you're not going to avoid it because you get up on one side of that valley and it pushes the other way, and then you get up on the other side of the valley and it pushes the other way. Yeah. There's really yeah. not a lot you can do about it. Now, if you're on a reasonably flat road, concrete that hasn't been rutted out like that, and it has seams in it, Sometimes you get a road that has seams in it. If you find it sure. floating on those seams, that means the toe isn't quite right. Right. But the if it is toe a majorly grooved highway. Yes. You, you want a slight toe in to give you directional control. If you're too close to zero or slightly towed out, then the two front tires are fighting over who's in charge. Whichever one has the best bite on that groove is going to direct you. Okay. Would I see that in tire wear? Irregularities, no. feathering? No, okay. probably not. No. You, you, probably you, not. Okay. Yeah. Now, how did you have one of our guys align it, or did you align it, or did you have somebody else align I, it? Not this time. This last time I had it was an old school place, Betts, and they're out of Oakland, California. They got a great reputation, but I think okay. they just pretty much roll old school. Okay. Here's, um, here's what I would do if I was you, okay? I don't want to spend any money. I want a, I want some little bit of duct tape. I want a tape measure, an ink pen, and somebody who will help. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. I, I know how to do that. <laughs> Good. I do I, I'm just too lazy, but I should do yeah. that. Do yeah, that. Check that if, it, if it's too close to zero or slightly towed out, that's that's a problem. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll look into that. Now, you guys were talking last week, I think it was last week, um, caster or camera, yeah. caster. Caster, um, yeah. And... By adjusting that angle back a little bit, you might get a, a smoother ride. Yes, you would like it to have be around two degrees. Mm -hmm. Okay, two degrees positive. Correct. Yes. Caster. Okay. Gotta have positive. And then, okay, gotta have positive. Okay, and then last quick question: What do you guys feel about that? Um, the safety plus damper. Is it the I hydraulic or spring one? Well, I'm not sure which one. I, I haven't purchased it. It's from Safety Plus. I know Bruce at Pittsburgh Power, you know, sort of rants and raves about once you put that on your truck, you'll never drive another truck without one. Okay. All right. Um, let, me, let, me, let me go back in my history then. Back before there was integral power steering, we had manual steering, we had air assist power steering, and we had a hydraulic ram assist power steering. And okay. dinosaurs roamed the earth. And dinosaurs roamed the earth, yes. And I okay. drove one of them trucks. <laughs> okay. And we're trying to get them to drive straight. 
And so if you blew out a tire with any oh, yeah. of those systems, you just kiss your ass goodbye because you couldn't. Yeah, you're gone. All right. right. So people developed assist systems. There was a stable mate, there was a true track, there was a safety plus, there was an adcon. All of these were spring type devices that attached to the axle and attached to the spindle and would control the vehicle in a blowout and give you directional stability. Okay? Right. What we found when we put those on is 50% of the time the truck handled great and 50% it handled like shit. <laughs> because if it was slightly out of alignment, the spring held it out of alignment and really made it handle bad. Oh, okay? that makes sense. So you have to get the alignment right. And then you could add a stabilizer device to make it just that much better. Right. So it's not about just having it centered so the truck doesn't pull to one side or the other. Because mm -hmm. you won't even know it's pulling. This thing's going to try to hold it in one place right. and eat up your tires all day long. Which is what the new electric overpower steering systems are doing. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't okay. sound good. Well, they're eating tires. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the situation. They take sure. all they take all the road feel away from you because your steering column goes into an electric box that's mounted on the top of your steering gearbox, and that completely isolates you from the feel of the road. You think everything's fine until you go down there and find out your steel, your tires are all the way down to the steel. Right. Oh wow. So which is okay? Better? So it feels I, like it's handling right, or your tires wear right? That's a good question. Um, so I think I have probably pushing 60,000 on my steers, and they're great. They're smooth, they even tread around, um, let go of the steering wheel, it drives for a long ways, six, yeah, eight, cool. ten seconds, depending. Um, would that tell me that my alignment's suitable to put something like this on? Well, what are you trying to uh, accomplish by putting it on? What's wrong? I'm with trying to accomplish going over Donner Pass every other week and yanking all over the place in those grooves. That would help because it will, the hydraulic ram in it, I assume this is a hydraulic ram that will hook to the bolt, U-bolts on the axle and it'll hook to the tie rod and it, yes, exactly. Prevent, and it resists this lateral back and forth movement instead of you right. having to do it with the steering wheel. That exactly. will help. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Very good. Thank you, gentlemen. You bet you, buddy. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Um, all right, now we've got uh, one drop, but two still on. One of them here is from, uh, well, it's Brad in Wisconsin with a mileage comment. But I need a, I need a nap. <laughs> you just got here, Mike. Oh, okay. Just hang on. All right. Hello. I think it's Brad. Yes, this is. Uh -huh. um, first comment, I think they're spring-loaded. I got one on my truck, and I seem to enjoy it, if you get it set mm -hmm. right. Yes, yes. It's probably a spring over hydraulic. Does that sound I don't right? Know enough about it. I, it, it. Is there a hydraulic? Is there what looks like a shock absorber chamber there? Yes. Okay. Well, you don't see a ram. Well, it's it's internal. Okay. Yeah, that so, it would be. So usually, if you look, you know what a McPherson strut is on the back of a car? They've got a I coil spring and they've got a hydraulic shock in the middle of the coil spring. Oh, okay. Yep. That's probably what you've got there. Okay. Anyway. Um, but it helps, right? Yeah, he likes yes, it. Yes, yes. Good. It smooths out the road, especially on uneven overpasses. Right. Very nice. All right. Cool. Now you had, a, I believe, a mileage 
comment? Maybe I guess I don't know. Oh, I got a whole bunch of comments. You got a whole bunch of All right. All right, what you got? We'll start with the first one, and when you run out of money, we'll stop. Yes. Oh, that could be a while. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I we called the price, a couple weeks. Another question. Got it. All right. I did not find a loose wheel bearing on the left side that I called a couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago about. Uh-huh. All like, right. I don't know what's going on with that. That tire also seems to have... A real slight feather where, as it's sharp going in, but yesterday okay. when I measured everything, other than the eighth-inch toe-out I called Mike about, the front axle set good. There's a 5-16th difference between the left side and the right side between axles. And which side's narrower? Uh, the left side. Okay, you're narrow on the correct side. Now, wait a minute. You said... An eighth of an inch toe out, what axle was that on? That was a steering axle. And is that the tires that you're complaining about the wear on? Yeah. Yes. All right. An eighth of an inch toe out will, will give you that kind of cupping. So that's that's not a surprise to me. Well, that's what I was wondering about because I was I didn't feel yeah. anything on the right side, but it's on the yeah. left steer tire. Yeah. If the truck is if the truck is slightly towed out, now imagine your hands just like they're the steer tires and they're towed out a little bit. So the fingers further apart than the palms. And if the truck is trying to go to the right, the right front tire, because it's towed out, is going to the right, and all the wear shows up in the left front tire because it's getting drugged sideways. Right. All the scrub is occurring on the left side. So you have the, the wide side on the right side, but eventually, as you're driving down the road, the vehicle does tend to go right. Go, right. no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We haven't answered all of the alignment sure. questions yet. Yes, it's wide on the passenger side, narrow on the left side. But did you figure out a way to see if the drive axle is going straight with the truck or not? I did not, not on the back axle. Okay. What about the front axle? Oh, it's pointed left a little bit. Um, I got measurements here. The On the left side... It was three and three eighths from mm -hmm. the steer axle. Yep. And on the right side, it was two and five sixteenths. So it's okay, pointed left. Yeah, it's almost perfectly straight, right? Uh, About three to an inch off. Yeah. An inch that's off. that's almost perfectly straight. Yeah. It's and the rear axle then is aimed quite a ways to the right, which could be pulling you right, which would cause that wear on the left front tire. Yeah, yeah. So that that measurement you got represents about a sixteenth of an inch shim off of straight ahead. But you've got five sixteenths of an inch worth of difference, yeah. which is about three sixteenths or of so. Shims, yeah, you get the rear axle is probably pushing pulling yeah. you off to the road. Okay. Okay. So between the toe what being I, wrong and the rear axle aimed too far to the right, that could be doing all of it. Yep. The toe was towed in an eighth of an inch, not towed out. Oh, you said toe out. Toe right? out. I definitely heard toe out. <laughs> oh, then I misspoke, and I'm okay. probably going to get charged three times as much. Yeah, yeah three times as much. Now, is it the left front tire that's having all the funny wear, or the right front tire? It's the left. 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 And is it on the inside edge or the outside edge? Outside. Outside edge. Okay, and it's towed in an eighth yes. of an inch. Okay. And it said it was there was battling that was sharp going toward the frame. A little bit of little bit of sharp. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, now, how does how does it actually drive? 
How does it perform? When you drive down the road, if you, you know, 60 miles an hour, right-hand lane, no wind, let go of the steering wheel, how long does it take before it finally goes to the right? It varies. Sometimes it's two seconds. Sometimes it seems a little bit less. Okay. Hmm. That's, that's not terrible. Okay. So I think you've got alignment problems. Yeah. All right? That, that's what this all boils down to. I think you need to get the alignment right. Otherwise, you're going to continue to have problems. Okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, I know how to measure the front axle, but I, when I put the string on the back axle, yeah, you can't get you the, hit the string front axle hit. with it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So here's here's the field method of using string on the rear axle. Okay. You need to extend the sidewall of the tire out a little bit. Got it? Or like a two by four or something. Set it there. Tape two paint cans to the sides of the tire with duct tape, and the string runs around the paint cans, now they're three inches away from the tire, and you can string to the front of the truck. Right, you just need the same size paint cans. Yeah. Uh, yep. Alright. Yeah. Or two pieces of ABS pipe, or two pieces of something that's the same size. Just duct tape it to the side of the tire, run the string around that. Right, the 2 by 4 isn't okay. consistent enough to rely on. Yeah. But two manufactured pieces, whether it's tube or whatever, that'll do it. Now, this is nowhere near $85,000 worth of equipment. <laughs> well, you know, have you ever heard of Rumpelstiltskin? That's the guy. Yeah, the string is made of gold. Yeah, I'm, I'm after Rube Goldberg <laughs> myself. Okay, I so what we you're after is chrome. Well, yeah, but you've got to chrome the, the paint can while you're doing it. Oh, the string is supposed to be chrome. No, 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 no. It's it's too rigid when you, when you chrome it. I tried that. No, that doesn't work. Um, <laughs> Can't roll it up. All right. I did have. Oh, I talked to Kevin off the show here, and my ride height was off by five eighths of an inch too high. Mm -hmm. So I had that vibration around sixty miles an hour uptailing. Uh, yeah. Got the height back down, and the vibration went away. Huh? Yep. Cool. Cool. All right. Is that about it? Yes, that's everything. We've answered all your questions. The bill for this is probably kind of astronomical. The bill's in the mail. Yeah. You'll, you'll, I'll you'll keep be my eyes open. Yeah. All right. And make sure you got a, a good heart before you open the envelope. There you go. All right. <laughs> Have a good day. All right. Thank you. See you, later. you bet. Okay, we got another one here from, uh, let's see, maybe Arizona, another Michael. Let's uh, talk to him. Let's say his last name so that he can be honest with his opinions. Hello, Michael. Hey, hey, yeah, you could be. You could say my last name. I, I own the truck. I can have whatever opinion I want. There you go. Hey, so, so I'm a car hauler, and you were talking about the fuel mileage. It's crazy. I feel a lot better about myself. So, I keep spreadsheets, tank to tank, and whatever else. So, mm -hmm. last month, nine thousand forty-three miles, and my fuel cost per mile from the pump was eighty-four cents a mile. But with my mm -hmm. discount, it was $0.65 cents per mile. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm only getting 5.03 is what I got last month. Yeah, because the so, cars are not aerodynamic. Well, they are, but no, not no. Not as a group. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And so I'm feeling pretty good about that, you know, mm -hmm. my cost per mile after discount for hearing what the big fleets are getting. Mm -hmm. So... I appreciate cool. that. Made, made my day. Um, yeah, right. Hey, so I also just wanted to tell you guys, honestly, I my last truck, 
I had an empty alignment done on it. I had it for four and a half years. Mm-hmm. People could not believe the amount of mileage I was getting out of my steer tires. I was running those at 140 because I'm a car hauler mm-hmm. and uh, 118 to 120 on my drives and my trailer. I put counteract in every single tire. My drives mm-hmm. have always been closed shouldered highway siped tires. Mm-hmm. And when I need new tires, I just buy eight new siped drive tires, throw those drive tires that are there back on the trailer, and then I get really good return for, you know, the tires coming off the trailer because they're still in pretty good shape. Um, but, yeah, I, I live and die by your guys' uh, by the alignment, by the MD alignment now. Um, this oh, truck right. that I just bought, yeah, it's, oh, dude, you saved me so much money. Again, I put a little over 200,000 miles on a set of steers, and people called me a liar. Mm-hmm. It was That's, uh, insane. One of my favorite conversations. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and, I, and yeah, of course, you know, I ain't got time for that. That's a bunch of BM. I'm like, okay, it is what it is. I mean, you keep spending your money. I'm, I'm good with it. That's um, right. Yeah, and once I get some things sorted out on this truck, uh, some air ride issues, and I got to get shocks replaced and stuff. This one's getting it because, like I said, and and I know you guys hear it, but I don't think you hear it to the extent of how much money and how thankful I am that you are putting it out there. And, and again, even like with the 140 PSI, I get looked at like I'm out of my mind. And I keep, <laughs> it's funny. I, I can sit there in like a TA tire shop, you know, or even a Love's, and they'll say, oh, we can't do that. It's 130 max. I go, no, it doesn't have a max air pressure. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it doesn't have it. Read it again. And they're like, no, 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 that's max air pressure. And I'm, no, it's not. And they just, man, these big companies refuse to yep. train their tire guys. Yep. Yeah, and, yep. and it's to the point to where even when I pull in, they're like, oh, yeah, we can't do that. And I'm like, why? Max air pressure is 110. I'm like, how do you have air tools? <laughs> and I'm like, just give me the, you know, the, the nozzle. I'll fill it up. And so I've had to do that quite a few times. But, yeah, it, again, it people look at me like that. I'm crazy. Every once in a while, I've got a couple of the, the major shops say, we're not touching it, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. I said, well, that's crazy. You'll single me out on a drive tire, yep. but you won't let me air up my own tires to what I yep. want to put them at because you say you're at risk. I'm like, you're making no sense here. Right. But like I said, all the things I've learned from you guys and Kevin and uh it, dude, it saved me so much. So the first year that I did all the alignment and did all that stuff and slowed down, so there's a lot of factors into it. I ran it one year just my way, doing my thing, but the next year I ran it a different way, and I saved just shy of $20,000 in fuel between you and everything you guys and, and he said, and that's in a car hauler. So, mm-hmm. again, it's it's been pretty awesome, and so this one's going to get the same treatment. Cool, right. cool. Well, we're glad to help. That's that's our job. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for, you thanks for the believer, call. Mike. Cool. Yeah, yeah you guys tell, got it. Make sure you yeah, tell everybody great. that'll listen. <laughs> I, I try. I really, really do. I promise. All right. All right. You that's guys have a great day. You do the same, buddy. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Now, when we go into a fleet or when we're talking to a customer, we, especially when you're talking to a fleet, because there's there's a lot of money thrown around there and there's a lot of uh, people to convince. And when we tell them what we're going to do for them, we promise, you know, 10 to 20 percent of uh, uh, tire mileage improvement. And that's a big number. It's big enough to justify the effort that they're putting in. Mm-hmm. But we know they're going to get 50 
percent improvement in tire mileage or tire uh, budget, which is if they follow all the things that we tell them to do. And so, you know, reaching our goal is easy uh, and exceeding it just benefits our customers. So it's, a, it's, it's great to hear that this one, especially with the fuel savings, it's a, that's, that's a real difference between, you know, being hungry and being happy. Mike, you're just punching away on your phone. Yes, a tech, a tech question. They need to call in. Well, Bill, whatever. Uh, all right. Well, we have one more caller here. This is uh, Randy. He's, uh, he's calling in from Nebraska. And he's but he's called a couple times here the last couple of weeks and was there last week for the training. So I got to take a look at his truck. Let's hear how things are going for him now. Hello, Randy. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Mike. How you guys doing? Doing good. We're doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah. Um, I gotta say that the truck's probably drives better than it ever has since I bought it. So, so I'm That's good I'm really glad I go- drove out to to see you that. Last week, cool. you had a, a shipment of salt. Was that it? Yep, I brought a load of salt out, and then I just bounced over there to where you were at and mm-hmm. let you take now, care of the put, truck. Are they putting that salt on the road? <laughs> they would. They will when it snows. <laughs> well, I'll hope that doesn't but, happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So far. So, uh, so I, I hear you had a call today about a guy with caster and i i I just suggest him to change it just do it he'll be happy yes you got yours dropped to about two two and a half degrees i think it was where was it before up right at five and a half so five and a half to two you took it down three and a half degrees this was on a cascadia on a cascadia and it smoothed the road out right oh yeah it's like you're i i kind of everybody asked me what and i say well, it feels like you're running over the bumps instead of running into them now. Yes, that's that's you what know? you're supposed to get. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it it does. It yeah. just feels like you're not running into them. It's like you're rolling over them. Now, did Kevin explain right. to you why it has that effect? Maybe. Uh, he might. Well, let me yeah, explain yeah. it so the radio listeners understand. It. Exactly. Caster is the tilt of the kingpin from vertical to leaning toward the back of the truck with the top of it, like the front fork of a motorcycle leans forward. That's caster. Okay. If the kingpin is perfectly vertical, when you hit a bump in the road, the the axle goes up against the curve of the leash spring, and the leash spring is absorbing the shock with everything that it's got. If you lean the kingpin with the top back, then when the bottom of the kingpin hits the bump, Instead of compressing the spring, it's jamming the spring backward instead of upward. Okay. So for every degree I increase the caster, in other words, every degree I tilt it back, I add 10% road shock to the front end of the truck. Now, by taking it from 5.5 to 2, we should have reduced the road shock by about 35%. I would say that, you know, I, I, I I know, I know, I can tell a big difference. I mean, that's yeah. it's it's a lot different truck. The other interesting it's, thing is that by reducing the caster, you increase tire life ten percent for every degree you take out. Yeah. Now, when now that just as a, a point of discussion, when you say you increase road shock by ten percent for every degree you add, right? You started at zero. 
So no, no, you didn't start at zero. You can never have zero when you hit a bump. It isn't exactly zero. It's you're a, at you're at the minimum it can give you, the right. best it can give you when the spring's doing its job. Right. But then every time you tilt it, you're adding ten percent on top of that. I see. All right. So let's call zero fifty percent. Okay. So then you've you've taken it up to ninety percent or right. almost a hundred percent by increasing the caster to five degrees. Right. And you, you drop it back down to two percent or two degrees, you get down to seventy percent of the shot. Right. You still have That's a bump, nice. but it's not as sharp. All right. All right. There's yeah, your description. That's what that. we did for you there. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well we're we're glad you're happy. And I just I yeah, just don't yeah, know. No. When you when you consider that, if you if you wanted to put an air ride on that suspension, which we had a guy do, we've, we had, do. we've had numerous people do this. But if you add an air ride on that suspension, it didn't change the direction of the road shot. It's a it, if, if it was at zero uh, caster, the air ride would improve over just a spring. Right. But when you've got road shock, the air ride didn't change that. Right. Then the other thing about an air ride is because the spring, the air spring, the airbag is so compliant, it moves up and down like a basketball, that changes the angle of the steering arm and you have more directional control inputs you have to do and it's like driving a boat. Yeah. Okay, now I guess I got a question about the about the aftermarket that you put on with the spring. Will that mm -hmm. help the ride at all? Minimally. Most of the time, they cause more problems than they gain if you go ahead and reduce the caster. Now, I've had a lot of guys who had five or six degrees of caster put the air ride auxiliary systems on and felt it was a nice benefit. And even though there was some additional maintenance, they felt the benefit they were getting was worth it. But if I could have talked them into just reducing the caster, they could have forgot about it. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was. That was where I was at. I. I. I mean. Overspending the money for the true air ride, the the Hendrix and you know the airbag mm -hmm. back behind the axle. I yeah, this no way of now. You know, I wouldn't even think about that now. But but before yeah, right. I was I was actually thinking about it. And yep, yep. I mean, I had it priced out and everything. It was it it was all it was was to just to order it. So so what was it going to cost you? It was. <laughs> Just the parts was going to be just under six grand for just parts, and then at least another two grand installation labor, right? Oh yeah, and it was going to be me and a and a guy at, at his shop doing it. So I mean, I, okay, I so that just, would be at the minimal two more. Just send us know? just send us a check for four grand, and we'll be happy. <laughs> right, right. Okay, okay. Can I, can I send the checks in the mail? I should have brought checks it with in the mail. me. What is, what are you even thinking? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but right. but no, you guys, it, it is. It's a great show. I I enjoy listening to you guys. I like the I like when we're we're laid up and you, that that you you and Donnie almost have sex every day. That was a good one. <laughs> almost every day. That's right. Almost. <laughs> I told my wife that. I said, you know, when I get home on the weekends, we almost have sex every day. Almost had sex yesterday. Almost had sex today. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, all right. You guys have a good day. You do the same, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thanks. Mm -hmm. You right. bet. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. Another good, uh, good experience. Good caller. And we got a four thousand dollar check in the mail. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, in receivables. We've got that. Uh, how, how do you spend our... the check that's in the mail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
the check is in the mail. <coughs> All right. We do have another call here from Wisconsin. Uh, it says Sarah. We'll see. Hello, 715. Yeah. Um, I was just calling my funeral. Hello? You faded on me. Are you still there? <coughs> lost you. Well, call back if you get another signal, okay? Yeah. No problem. All right. Well, we hope he calls back. But uh, all right. Anybody else that has any questions, the number is 855-950-3835. Or you push the little button on your, on your, on your Let's Truck app. And you can get a hold of us here at, uh, at Rolling Toe in this case. We've got another 10 minutes, I believe. Um, what's, your, what's, your, what's your tech question that you're so involved in? It's a tech question about my leg. Oh, about your leg. Well, that's okay. See, he, you, you should have had him call. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so for, for those of you who are keeping up with my rehabilitation here, um, for like five weeks, I could not put any weight on that leg at all. It had to be completely unstressed and elevated above my heart to keep it from swelling. Then I got to the point last week that they said starting on Monday, I could put 10% weight on it. Now I have to wear this boot, 10% weight. And then each day I could add 10% more unless it got pained and then I had to back off and it didn't. And so now I'm a week and a half in and I'm up to 100% weight. I don't have to have a crutches. I don't have to have a walker anymore. I just have the boot on and I can walk around. And all the muscles and tendons in the leg and foot are upset at me because they haven't done anything for six, eight weeks. Now they're having to do things. Right. So for the next week and a half, I get to walk with 100% weight on it with the boot on. At the end of that period of time, I get to take the boot off. And for another week and a half, I'm supposed to walk with regular shoes, being careful. Then I visit the doctor. He says, if you're wearing regular shoes and walking good, we're done. So that's where I'm at in this process. I didn't have to go to one of those uh, masochistic physical therapy people. Lucky like, you. Yeah. So it's just, you've got Dottie there for all that. Oh, she does it. Oh, she's good. <laughs> Man, she's good. Put that boot on. But I put it. Put the boot on. Yes, ma'am. And start walking. Yeah. Anytime I'm sitting or laying down, I can have the boot off. Mm -hmm. But anytime I'm going to get up and go someplace, even climb into a rolling chair and roll around, put the boot on. Anytime. Yep. That's you in yep. a nutshell. Yep. All right. Now we've got, uh, as I say, we've got just a few more minutes left here, and we don't have any calls or anybody on the Wisconsin line. Wisconsin didn't call back, huh? Uh, has not. I, there might have been something wrong with I that. I feel bad for him. But um, here, the the rest of the day, I've got a busy day scheduled. We're going to be. I've got to talk with uh, Continental. They've got uh, something like forty people down in Clinton, Mississippi, to uh, learn about alignment, and I'm going to teach them. And that's going to be a fun time. And then I got to talk to my cohort. Ah, whose name is not in front of me, and I can't remember it, from uh, Centromatic, who we will be presenting at the Mid-America Truck Show with, that we're going to be in a, again, don't have the information in front of me because I'm in the wrong office. Now, this isn't my office, it's the studio, so I don't have my, my computer in front of me, but I will be at the Mid-America Truck Show in a conference at about 345 on Friday. Uh, sure, yeah, Kevin. 
Rutherford gets a nice long, what, two days worth of uh, telling everybody everything that they need to do at the CMC. But I get an hour. I go, well, I get half of an hour. <laughs> and I get that half hour on Friday. And then everybody's welcome to come in and listen. I'm going to be you can, you, at the truck show? At the truck show. You're going to get a half hour there? I'm going to get a half hour in a conference room talking to people. You're going to be at the same time. Well, no, this will be Friday afternoon. So you'll be home by then, I hope. No, I won't. I'll be on the plane. You'll be on the plane. At the same time that we, Mike will be working with Continental again down in San Antonio. So, yeah, we got lots and lots and lots of speaking engagements to do. And they've got this really cute blonde that's going to push me around in a wheelchair while I'm down there. Do they? Yes. What's his name? That, that was the question my wife had. What's his <laughs> name? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay, we do have a call. This one is from Watertown, South Dakota. And okay. And let's see. We'll take that 605 area code right now. How you doing? Hey, gentlemen. Got a question about steer tire and air pressure. Okay. I got the, I got the new Michelin... X line Z plus tires. Yep. yep. They say they have a weight load capacity of seventy one sixty at one hundred and twenty three psi. Correct. Okay. So my question is, I have a thirteen two steer axle, and I slid my fifth wheel to make sure that when I got thirty three five on my drives, I got thirteen two on my steers. Mm-hmm. Should I still run them ten psi over, or since? The weight capacity is more than what I need at the recommended pressure. Should I run it at that pressure? I would run 10 over. Yep. It's, um, it's, it's always better with more air than less air. Right. Okay. Right. And and you're stationary on a scale and you got 13.2 on your axle, right? Yes. That's not the weight I'm worried about. I'm worried about how much weight is there on that axle when you're doing 45 miles an hour down the road and you step on the brakes. Now you got more. You need more pressure. I'm worried right, about the. I get the, that, but yeah. if I'm at if the capacity is already you know more you know 110 percent more than what I got on my steer yeah. now. Okay, let's take another pressure. So let's if take I another to 10 pounds. Then it's going to be like 8,000 pound carrying capacity. Yeah, what? That, that's okay. Let's let's look at another position. Let's look at your drive axles. Are you running duals or are you running singles back there? Duals. Okay. And you can carry 17,000 pounds on that axle, can't you? Yes. And you divide that by four tires, you're carrying 4,250 pounds of weight on that axle, right? Right. Maybe a little less. And if you look up the load inflation chart for that tire that you've got back there, it says that it needs 70 PSI to carry 4,250 pounds of weight. Correct. Would you run 70 pounds back there? No, I'm running 90. So you're way overinflated for the most amount of weight you could possibly carry, aren't you? Yes, I am. And you do that on all 16 of the tires on the back of your truck, don't you? So well, I do it on eight of them, but well, you got a trailer back there with the same thing, don't you? That's not mine. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> you ain't worried about it. Okay, you're overinflating eight of your tires by a factor of thirty percent. If you're at 90 pounds. Yes. Many people run But you're afraid to overinflate your steer tire by 10 or 15 percent. No, I'm not afraid. I'm just. That's that's the point of the logic. We have. We overinflate our drive and trailer tires all the time. Most people run 100 pounds back there. 
That means they're 45% overinflated all the time, but I can't get people to run 10 or 15% more in the steers to get better tire life. Right. You, you, if you ran the appropriate pressure for the weight on the drives, you're positive. You know you would see terrible tire wear back there. 70 pounds just won't do it. So why not run more pressure in your steers even than what's on the sidewall? in order to assure that you're going to get the tire wear that those tires deserve. Right. And as a as a figure, that overpressure is better than underpressure. Every yes. time. Now, th- th- and that's another issue as far as what is the appropriate pressure. Well, it isn't actually the number on the side of the tire. It's the It's whatever is optimal for tire life. And in some cases, we're pretty sure that those tires, you couldn't put enough air pressure in it to get the appropriate tire life. They're going to see irregular wear by the end of their life anyway. Let's back up a little bit. In order to calculate the appropriate pressure for a tire, you have to know, A, what's the load, B, what speed is it driving at, and C, what outside temperature. Right. And all of those things change what the appropriate inflation is. But what we found by studying the load and inflation charts is the only time the sidewall pressure is right is when you're running between 30 and 60 miles an hour and the outside temperature is between 40 and 60 degrees Fahrenheit. At all other times, it's not enough air. Right. So in, yeah, in all those other cases. conditions all the time either. Yes. Yeah. And so if your temperatures are too low, the chart says add more air. If the temperature is too high, the chart says add more air. If you're driving slower, it wants more air. If you're driving faster, it wants more air. So we just say put more air in, and you're covered all the way down we the line. more air in. You will see. And what it comes down to is, let's say you did overpressure the tire. Let's say you had more than optimal pressure. Well, for every five pounds above optimal pressure, you would lose 5% of your tire's life. But for every five pounds below optimal pressure, you would lose 20% of that same tire's life now it's not a it's not a tire pattern yes it's not necessarily a tire pattern at that five pounds it's just overall wear yeah it it wears faster because it's a larger footprint it's more distortion and you're seeing faster wear so keep your inflation up and you will see better tire life that'll make sense that makes sense cool beans buddy all right did we answer all your you have a great day huh you too. You too. Bye-bye. Right. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. You too. I said you too also. YouTube? Yeah. Well, I love that band. They're really YouTube. Great. Okay. Are we done? I believe we're done. Can I done. take a nap? It's, yes, it's actually noon. Uh, noon. So I have one hour to get this computer moved and set up the other studio and do the, uh, the, the continental training. You're so picked on. I feel so bad for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you all next week. All right. Yeah. Bye. Thank you very much. And we'll, yeah, we'll see you soon. And uh, I'm going to go home and have, almost have sex. Truck show. What's that, Mike? I'm going to go home and almost have sex. <laughs> I don't, you're, you know, that's my mom that you're almost <laughs> having sex with. I don't, I don't need to hear this stuff. All right. Thank you, everybody.